And it's great to have uh, Emma Corcoran back in studio again. Uh, Emma, uh, where does the time go? Another week gone. Uh, another week behind us. And uh, and guess what? There's another one coming too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a couple of things that we're, we're going to discuss this week. By the way, thanks to everybody who uh, rang in and uh, texted in and came in on Instagram and that sort of thing uh, to say, keep it up, lads. Uh, we're enjoying it. So uh, we'll keep it going. Great to hear a bit of good response good, coming in. Uh, yeah, feedback. Yeah. So... Um, something that you picked out uh, this week, and, 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 and it's a worry because our population is ageing, the closure of a number of uh, local nursing homes. That's right. Um, I saw Nursing Homes Ireland uh, press release this week that said in the last two years, 14 nursing homes have closed their doors. Wow. Three more are scheduled to close their doors in the coming weeks. And of course, we've had two very high profile casualties in this part of the world right. um care home in Bally league and the Stellamaris in Athlone. that's right that's right so and 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 what we're saying is our population is aging mm. we're going to need more nursing homes not less yeah and the the big problem that's coming down the down the tracks is that a lot of the smaller nursing homes through the latitude that were afforded during COVID-19 and the supports that were there, yeah. financial and otherwise, um, were able to keep the wolf from the door. But this isn't a post-COVID issue. This has been a systemic problem that's been coming down the tracks for a long time now. Um, Is it still regulation? A lot so of the regulations, yeah, a lot of the problems with the... Uh, say the non-purpose built nursing homes the yes, older yes. nursing homes that were perhaps not built initially and maybe extended or renovated and developed over the years um, appear to just not be able to meet particularly the new fire regulations that seems to be the one i went through a number of HICWA reports this week and there's no one saying that the care isn't excellent there's no one saying that you know these places aren't Fantastic homes, in safe people. environments, but the the HICWA regulations in respect of fire safety precautions and standards um, appears to be what a lot of nursing homes simply cannot uh, what, what comply with. What is the solution with. to this problem? Because it is going to be a problem. Yeah, it's it's two tier. From I was from what I was thinking about during the week, it seems to be two tier. One, the funding needs to be put in place to keep. Yeah. These older nursing homes that have been and will continue if they're let to co- to provide quality care for right. older people in communities. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the second is to allow some latitude in the regulations for older buildings. You know, it's uh, <laughs> no one is saying that the safety of fire safety isn't an issue, yeah. but. You know, if a nursing should home, be a there should be a way of adap- adapting to it and putting uh, maybe secondary provisions in place. Um, but the the number one thing that you talk to when you talk to smaller private nursing homes is we're not being funded properly right. to keep up to scratch with these regulations. Yeah, and and the care of the elderly is expensive. It's incredibly expensive, and it's getting more and more expensive as. Time goes time by. Roscommon, um, Leitrim, Longford, this kind of region here, have historically low uh, fair deal rates paid to nursing homes. And I spoke to one provider um, this week who ex- was trying to explain the ins and outs and the minutiae of 
how they're funded. Yes. So as private or voluntary nursing homes, they're funded under Section 40 of the... Um, yeah, they're Section 40 part of the NTPF funding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in a nutshell, that legislation that underpins that has been around since subvention was done away with around 2007 or eight, And there's a number of criteria that they're negotiated with upon right, right. by the NTPF, um, none of which have anything to do with the quality of care. Right, which I just thought was amazing to, yeah, yeah, to read. Yeah. So it's what their accounts look like, what their um, historic rate has been, so what they were paid before this, right. what other nursing homes in the area are being paid. Mm. And, you know, does that does that all, all that combined represent value for money for the taxpayer? Mm. Nowhere in the fair deal legislation does it mention quality of care. Mm. Simply maintain a HICWA registration. That's it. And a lot of us, or in fact most of us, me, you, and the majority of the people listening to this interview are going to end up in a nursing home at some stage or other. Whether we like it or not. Whether we like it or not. And that is a startling fact. I think, I I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but there's something in the region of four or 5,000 nursing home beds additional capacity required in the, almost immediately yeah. um, and that's only going to keep growing and growing and growing over the next 10, 15, 20 years and it's a consequence of people living longer um, and families being busier and ultimately you know nursing homes are a place where people should receive care yeah. they should receive care both personal and nursing care and of course we got uh, there was a lot of bad press during covid because of the outbreaks uh, and the problems that there was in nursing homes once it got in uh, you know you're talking about a more vulnerable population uh, and there was problems there was problems and depending on how those problems were handled it was the difference in survival and not yeah that's right. um but I think something in the line of 99% of nursing homes at this stage have had COVID outbreaks. It's been, yeah. there was uh, maybe 1% to 5% that had a hold out there. But thankfully, you know, it, it's the worst of it seems to be behind us. I think most nursing homes have got their second booster vaccination in the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, and all those things will help. But I suppose, uh, like, there's this general um, issue around nursing care at the moment um, where the regulations appear to be placing a greater emphasis on recording that you provide a care as opposed to providing the care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, nurses... There's a balance between form filling and, and actually delivering the service. And actually delivering yeah, the service. And, you know, to, I spoke with one nurse this week um, who actually works in a public hospital, but she said, you know, we don't document that meaningful moment where we sit down with a patient for a few minutes. Not that they get too many opportunities to do it, but when they do, sit down with the patient or, you know, drop them up at their cup of tea or their magazine or whatever the case may be. And they said, um, look, that's what we want to be able to do, but if you have to document every 60 seconds, 160 seconds of paperwork, the amount of time you can spend with patients has been halved, you know. Um, But I think... I think we're in for a tsunami of sorts in the smaller rural nursing homes, those older community centre, community care environments. And I suppose the problem with that is going to be multifaceted. Well, one, people who 
were traditionally been able to grow in their own communities or as close to their, lo- mm. to their local community as possible um, may not be able to have a bed yeah. at a la- in later life. Right. Um, but more worrying than, I suppose, starting off your nursing home journey far from home is with all these closures, when a nursing home closes its doors, dozens of people lose their homes. That's right. And they don't Apart want to be disturbed and moved. people losing their jobs. Uh, their jobs. Um, and it's a sector at the moment where I suppose they can relatively quickly get yeah, into yeah, their yeah. jobs. But but it for them, they're losing part of their family as well. Because, you know, the thing about smaller nursing homes, and I know the state agencies can say, well, they're not as efficient and they're not as this and they're not as that. But at the end of the day, they're a cosy, comfortable, happy place to receive care in. And that's what should be at the focus of... Mm of all these um, conversations. It's not necessarily a matter that people are, you know, oh, once they're receiving, you know, the most high-end clinical care on the planet, that that's all that matters. It's not. And, I mean, to, to sum up then, it's something we have to seriously think about going into the future. Now, how long do we have to plan for this? But we have to plan on a basis whereby some of the smaller nursing homes also have a role to play as well. Absolutely, and the, if there was a change in the funding model away from what the accounts look like and all those balance and acts that just don't make any sense in the modern world and focus it back in on care. Are they receiving the care? Um, can we put a little bit more, not a lot more, a little bit more in latitude to enable very small homes, you know, the 20s and the 30s, what they need to be able to keep going. Okay, uh, just before we go, a couple of things uh, happening locally. Uh, a lot to do with the weather and uh, just something that we'll mention before the weather. Uh, sad to see a big fire in Gings pub there on the banks of the Shannon. It's a pub that many of us would know. Uh, great pub when the weather is good. Lovely outdoor area there. Uh, and I presume there was a lot of damage done. Yeah, I passed it on uh, Sunday evening and it was it was gutted you know and you're looking at it and you're saying to yourself my god what a what a tragedy a travesty because and I saw a lot of the local business in Carrick and Shannon there uh, as I'm sure there would be in Roscommon town if it was ever anyone unfortunate enough to suffer similar consequences um, you know a cry of support but it's one of these things that happens and you say to yourself well and it reminds you look around your own town or your own locality and you say oh well sure that'll always be there yeah. <laughs> and yeah. hopefully they'll get back up and going. Ah, hopefully, because it's um, a tourist attraction. It's a tourist attraction. It has certainly one of the most highly rated beer gardens in, in the country. In the country. Simple as that. Fabulous. Right beer. down by the banks of the Shannon there. And I know throughout COVID it was a particularly popular, popular yeah. spot because you could be outside and enjoying a bit of sun and having a few drinks and a bit of food. We had the, the few uh, weeks of, of very warm weather. It's uh, As we speak there, it's back to normal now, to much normal, more normal t- uh, temperatures. But there was a bit of flooding on Sunday because uh, there was extremely heavy downpours of rain. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's something that we're going to have to be able to deal with too. Yeah, it reminds me of the downpour that was on Sleep On a few years back. Yes. Uh, where a number that. of um, number of slides, landslides. landslides that's right. Yeah. Um, I suppose that's the difference in high high lying land and low lying land. When you have those kind of downpours, one will flood and one will be washed away. Um, but I suppose what's reading the 
local papers there this morning, it seems to be have reignited, for lack of a better, <laughs> or lack yeah. of a more fortunate phrase, yeah. the debate over um, the closure of Castlery Fire Station. Absolutely. And, the, you know, when you have a instant downpour like this, and I was speaking to a grand-aunt of mine who, um, in, who lives in Castlery, and mm. now the fire brigade were out relatively quickly with the sandbags and doing their, their landless. But I see the calls for the... Um, reinstatement of the fire, fire services yeah. there and I suppose look uh, there seems to have been a line nearly drawn under the reopening of Castlery I'm not sure have you heard much well I, I, I haven't but it was something I, I just it doesn't make sense to me that a town like Castlery wouldn't have a fire service yeah it just doesn't wouldn't make sense no there doesn't seem to be any good rationale for keeping that closed. And I presume that the nearest place is Ballyhonas or somewhere like that. Probably Ballyhonas, maybe Balladrine, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, that year is as, clo- as good as it's going yeah. to get. Um, but, you know, when you see your road accidents, when you see your see, uh, fires, like in yeah. Gings and Gallagher Channel. But it's not until something very serious happens. People will say, what happened? That's it. And why, uh, why, did, why did we allow yeah. that service to go? Yeah, and why did we, I, as, as much noise as we made about it, why didn't we make more? Yeah. Um, and I suppose do, do, the, this week has been a prime example of what the fire services uh, are, are on call for. Yeah, You exactly. know, we've had a number of accident, road traffic accidents, some fatal in the region, yeah, um, the firing gangs, the flooding all over the last few days. Yeah. And on every single one of those occasions, while every one of them is a different event and a different force majeure come into play the fire services are required at every single one of them public services are are, you know it's so important i mean you know they're left off uh, at times but i mean we can't survive without them no we simply can't and you can sleep better in your bed knowing it's there and and finally 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 the Gardaí have a new um have a new uniform uniform that's right i didn't see one yet did you i haven't seen one on the beach yet no um (laughs) but uh um, I saw somebody comment yesterday. It looks like uh, looks like uh, little special was on this week. Oh, is that right? <laughs> uh, uh, um, well, I suppose hopefully it's more tactile. Hopefully it's yeah. a more comfortable outfit for them in exactly. general. You know, exactly. Well, those, the, the, when was the last time they changed the guard uniform? Probably not since the foundation of the state. Uh, I think this is the second one. The second uh, no. since the foundation of the state, and the last one was thirty-seven or eight years ago. So. Right, both it's, time probably it's nearly time <laughs> look at uh, Emma brilliant to chat to you again and we'll do it again next week thanks thank you. Emma cheers